0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Freedom Men's Podcast. I'm Sterling here with Kyle and Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, Sterling. I want to do that. We've been doing this now thirteen episodes, and you're always the one to start. Say, welcome. So rewind. Yeah. Welcome to the Freedom Men's (laughs) Podcast. We are so glad you're here. My name is Kyle. And I'm Sterling. And this is Sterling. Wait, wait, I was supposed to you. No, I was just trying to have a little fun with you. Hey, we're talking about this month. This is the month of June. And we're talking, because it's Father's Day, we're talking about Father's blessings. Mm -hmm. This is one of the topics the men of freedom wanted to talk about. And I got to admit, in the beginning, it was kind of a strange topic. There's many different directions we could go. Father's blessing. But a lot of guys wanted to understand what that was from above, from our Heavenly Father, yeah. but then also our responsibility to give that blessing below. And we're going to try to do our best.
0: Yeah, to recognize some of the things that matter and some of the things that maybe we're lacking with when it comes to prioritizing really the the words, the vision, the values that you place inside of your your kids, Yeah, and not we, just your sons.
1: Yes, and we know that fathers are trying to be kicked out of society today. We've mentioned that before. Yeah. The role of the man is being diminished we know that other things are trying to elevate themselves to take that role, yeah. but we know that a home, a church, a community, yeah. when it's built around the Father, is the most healthy of all three of those that it could be.
0: If there was a thought that I, I had with this, and then I'm really excited to ask some of these questions and hear your answers on it.
1: Uh, yeah, but but pause. Okay. I want to ask you first. Okay. What was your relationship, we you talk about daddy issues, sure. with your dad. Talk to me about you and your dad.
0: Yeah, uh, my dad and I were close and are close. Uh, but it's it's a unique thing. My dad, he's an he's an introvert like myself. So uh, it was not quality. I mean, it wasn't quantity time, but it was quality time. So when we did get the moments, he was the kind of dad that, and I, I really valued some of these moments. Um, he, when we get in the car, I would want to turn on some music or something. Uh, I've, I've always kind of loved music. I've been a very musical person, and he would make sure the radio was turned off, and it frustrated me in a lot of ways. Because when I got in the car with my mom, she would just turn on some music, you know. And I remember him asking, why, why do you guys listen to music so much when you drive? You, you don't get to talk. Um, and so my dad was kind of the, the leader that I didn't know in some ways I was following. Uh, and he instilled that actually in me. Mm-hmm. That uh, sometimes the best leaders, and this can work all around your life, sometimes the best leaders are the ones you don't even know that you're following. Yep. They're influencing you just because of who they are and their steadfastness with that not because they're trying to outwardly tell you, I need you to follow me or I'm the, in the authority you know, role. So my dad was kind of that sneaky leader in a lot of ways where he knew me, he studied me, he paid attention to me. Uh, and then my brother and I were two complete total opposites. Uh, and so he had to kind of pick and choose his battles with us. But he also wasn't perfect. Uh, you know. And I, I would be more than happy to share everything about my dad because he was a good man. And, is and a church planner. A church planner, a yep. pastor. But... Uh, I got my anger from my dad, you know, and uh, I, my reactions from my dad. And I'm not, you know, the Hulk. But uh, there was a, a lot of moments where you don't mess with them, man. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with my dad. Um, and he would, you know, have moments where I, I remember one time he uh, I said something, I mouthed off, and he pushed me over the, uh, the trash can that I was standing in front of just because it was just like, I can't believe you said that. And it was one of those moments where I needed that, you know, he, he was a good man. There was just a lot to it that I, I was learning a lot that I didn't realize I was learning. But I know that's not exactly daddy issues, but those were some of the defining moments for me with my father. What about, what about you with your dad, uh, good and bad things that you recognized and saw?
1: Yeah, I'd say my relationship with my dad has been a, a roller coaster at times. My dad has gone through a lot of marriages and with each of those marriages kind of de- define the proximity mm. to him. Um, And so I would say my dad was never a big spiritual leader in my life, but he's a very practical, uh, even hands-on father to teach me the ways of life, uh, to be there for me. He sacrificed a lot in my younger years of taking me places, even taking me to church. Um, my dad wouldn't go to church himself but he right. always was there to take me and pick me up when i didn't have wheels to drive and so my dad really got me to a lot of places that i needed to go and i know he sacrificed a lot to get yeah. to get to, to get me to where i needed to go yeah. i respect my dad i love my dad don't always agree with all of his choices as none of us do right but I have a high honor for my dad for helping me get to where I've needed to be in life. That's awesome. It sounds like you have changed a
0: whole lot from the good and the bad. And um, I think you have a lot of those values that your dad has instilled in you, maybe from the things that he didn't do as well. Yep. Uh, And you value them because maybe you saw he didn't and what that did for you and how you want that to be different in your family. Would you say that that's been the case?
1: Yeah, 100%. And for me, I always learned these lessons. I was this kid. I wanted to learn from your mistakes yeah. so that I have to didn't have to walk down the same road. I wanted to hear your story so that I could learn and keep myself from that hardship. I didn't want to go through the same things you went through. Yeah. And so when I looked at my dad or my mom or my aunts or uncles or even friends at school growing up, right? And they made these stupid choices and decisions. I wanted to file that away and learn from that, yeah. so that I wouldn't have to walk down that same road. Yeah. And I think that defines a lot of my relationship with my parents as well. That's interesting. I mean, your personality—you're you're someone who's pretty bold,
0: and uh, you you do things your way, and you don't really let a lot of people affect your uh, actions. Yep. You know, so that is interesting that you say you also have that other side of you where you pay attention. And learn from others' mistakes. You take that easy route instead of the hard route.
1: Where did that come from? Oh, I have no idea. But as a young kid, I wanted to break generational curses. Um, why? I, I why did
0: you act, did you actively think that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like when you look at my family, my grandfather died when I was in the third grade. He was a heavy alcoholic, Smoke and drank hmm. so much, and that's what put him in the grave at a very young age. So I never really have. In fact, the only Uh, memories I have of my grandfather are going to the beer store or even as a young kid, second and third grade, going to the beer joint and hanging out with the pool tables and the smoke and all that kind of stuff. Those are the memories of my grandpa until he had so many strokes and different physical problems Mm. that he was literally bedridden. And I remember him yelling and being really offensive and cussing and going crazy as a young kid. Those are my two biggest memories of my grandfather. So I remember... My dad, wow, I never saw him drink an ounce of alcohol as a kid growing up, as a teenager. That's awesome. So in my mind, I followed it away. My dad broke the curse of yeah. alcohol. He saw what happened to his dad, and he didn't pass it on to me. And only by the grace of God, I don't say this as a puff up no, or whatever. I, I know what you, you're saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I have never, ever had one sip of alcohol in my entire life. Yeah. And I don't say like like proud. I've got a spiritual badge. I'm the new Roll Ranger Commander, and that's not
0: because of your doing necessarily. That's because of, of course, God's doing, but through your father.
1: Yes. So I wow, look at that at through this like father blessing that stuff. Is huge. My dad broke that curse. Now what curse am I going to break? Yeah. And I almost look like a curse, ha- like I'm I'm like a witch hunter, <laughs> right? So for me, it's awesome. It's the stubbornness of breaking divorce, yeah. in my family as my. My dad has been married five times. My mom's been married six times. So I want to be the one that breaks the curse of divorce on my family. Wow. So you start looking at these things. And so for me, being an aggressive person, I want to attack and tackle these generational curses that have run through my family. Now, am I saying I'm so perfect? Heck no! No, am I go- am I going to have some things in my life, some demons and some monsters in me that I pass down to my kids that they're going to have to break? One million percent, yes. I believe what Paul was telling the Corinthian church mm-hmm. is the reason why we have fathers. It's the reason why it's so important. In First Corinthians four fifteen, it says, "For though you have had countless guides in Christ, many people lead you." Or we could put it in today's terms: you got many podcasts, yeah, right. you got many sermons. You have all these people that are influencing you. Yes, influences. But you don't have many fathers. He puts his finger right in front of you. you got many guides, many Instagram celebrities you're following, but you don't have many fathers. And I think this is why the local church is so important. People skip. They watch YouTube. They're all over the place. They've ceased to have fathers in their lives. You don't have many fathers. And this is what Paul said. He puts the finger now at him. For I became your father, in Jesus Christ, through the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Yep. So he said, "You've been searching for all these things, but it comes down to one very s- basic spiritual principle: you need a dad. Yeah, you need a father. Yeah." And then he turns and says, "And I was that for you. Yes, only by the grace of God and through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah."
0: And he's and then he, he even sends. Uh, he says in that next verse, "Therefore, I urge you to imitate me." And this is why I have sent you Timothy, Mm -hmm. who I love, who is faithful to the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. It's someone who's like-minded. Yes. Someone who's also doing those things. And I'm sure Timothy picked that up because of... Paul, who was you know following Christ, who had this incredible life change, just like your father had it, in different ways. He dug a different trench, yes. Paul, with his life. And then Timothy was able to pick up and dig in that trench as well. And then he had different letters that he wrote as well. It's just amazing. I agree. It just shows that blessing that continued because of someone's obedience, humility, uh, submission to the Lord, and that we need to have that to bless others around us. When we look at
1: Father, we know that a father provides three important things. I feel this every single day with my home. But we see scripture shows us that our Father provides identity, direction, and security. Yeah. Identity, direction, and security. And those are kind of the tasks that we all have that we carry on our shoulders yeah. to bless our families yeah. and bless the generations like we've been talking about to come. Yeah. Protection, identity, and security. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree.
0: Uh, and I think that the direction is really huge, whether you, as a kid, want to accept that or not? Uh, you have teenagers; mm-hmm. they may be fine with you telling them that they're great people, and they may be fine with you uh, taking care of paying the bills and providing them security and protection. But do they always want direction
1: from you? No, not all the time. <laughs> they, they get stubborn, they get hard-headed, and independent. Yeah, and that's what you want, right? My wife and I, we didn't raise kids to be solely dependent upon us. We wanted to raise independent kids. Yeah. So that independence comes with a little rub. Right. And from from what I know about
0: you, as far as the way that you want to bless your kids and speak into them, you find a good balance and a good ratio of uh, you know, speaking life into them and the the kind of hard lessons, the harsh yeah. realities. Yeah. You don't just use all of your words for the critical side of things. You try to really build them up and speak a whole lot of. life. I know you do that with us as a staff. And because of that, I think you can say those things when it's, you know, needed almost. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I know my dad had a crazy mullet when he was in the 80s. Uh, and, you know, that's that was a big hairstyle. But uh, his dad, I think, gave him a hard time about it. And he remembers that he... The moment his dad said, you know, you look like a, a girl, son, and it and it hurt him. But the reason why he still respects his father is because his father didn't just criticize him all the time. Sometimes when it was, you know, important or it was just kind of in fun, but not all the time. So that's yeah. good.
1: And I think ultimately, as we said, the father provides identity, direction, security uh, on, a, on a practical standpoint, because those are kind of vague. Those are overarching from a yep. practical standpoint. When every father... Needs to provide prayer. Yeah. And then we also see that a father provides a biblical foundation, structure, and standards. Yeah. And I think that that comes a lot from the dad yeah. to provide that. Yeah. Um, this is what the Bible says, and this is the way we're going to behave. Yeah. This is the way we're going to rule our home. These are the things. I think that comes from that place of direction and identity that we've been talking about yeah and then he provides
0: that biblical foundation and there's the the next part that the accountability the praise the correction that comes in with some of that foundation you're praising them when they build upon that foundation you're correcting them when they're you know running loose especially in the years where you're kind of coaching them as teenagers and sometimes you got to pull them off the field you know but you can't control them you can't make them do everything you're coaching them you're not controlling them Uh, but sometimes you got to pull them off hold them accountable correct them Put him back on the field. Go back yeah. out there and do better. So that ca- accountability from that biblical foundation. And, and
1: it's the accountability that it's hard. Yeah. My son now looks me eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> and it was easier when he was three foot tall. Uh-huh. And for me to say, son, I love you. And I look down at him, say, I love you. I'm proud of you. But it's a whole nother thing of vulnerability. to so yeah. look him eyeball to eyeball and say, son, I'm proud of you. You're an amazing man of God. I am so happy with you. All, it, 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 I'm telling you, it's harder at 15 than it was at three. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing is on the correction side. And we as men, we've got to, we just have to do better yeah. at this. To give that Father blessing, we have to praise. Mm-hmm. And we also have to correct. Yeah, And both are hard.
0: Yeah, but they're, the balance is, the, is it's uh, it's like portion control of eating. Yes. You know, and so it's, uh, to me, I'm thinking, it's, it's like portion control, but it's proportion control of your words. The the encouragement versus the correction, it's that's, yeah. that's huge. yeah. And then
1: lastly, we see, you, just, you said accountability, but we also see promotion. And uh, that's in life or job or ministry. Yeah. We need to be there. And I when I think of promotion, I think of the seasons of kids growing up, of yeah. teenagers becoming okay, young yeah. adults, young adults becoming adults. Yeah, I get, the, I get that. That promotion comes through the seasons. Yeah, And us as men recognizing that and applauding and moving them along. Yeah. You following me? Uh, yeah, I am. That's
0: that's uh, definitely a, an interesting thought. D- did you find, I, I I don't have teenagers yet. Did you find yourself struggle with pivoting in those moments of like, they've, they've graduated into another season of life. So, uh, you know, from zero to five, it's like the discipline years. Yes. Where you're teaching them how to really just obey and that's it. You can't tell them everything and explain it. They don't, they can't come, but then you have to pivot and shift into the teaching years from like mm-hmm. five to 11 or 12. That's good. And then you have to pivot into the coaching years. And then after that, from what I understand, you've got friendship years. You yes. Know, where they're out, after they're out of the house, it really is a lot of the friendship. It's not, you are you can't really coach them. They're goals. Yeah. You've already done your job. And if you didn't do that, then you're kind of behind and delayed. But did you have a hard time pivoting some of those seasons where... Now I have to, they've promoted, sorry, yep. they've promoted into a new season. Yeah,
1: I'll answer uh, that question, but I first want you to say those four phases again. Okay, so you've got, again,
0: zero to five is the discipline. Year, discipline. Uh, where they they can't really understand any reasoning behind yep. things. They just need to learn how to obey and honor. And not just obey the rules, but honor. We want to honor our brother and sister and not punch them we want to honor mom and not you know yell back at her slam a door in her face at four years old they do that i promise um and after discipline zero to five you've got five to twelve five to ten twelve is the are the teaching years where they're really open to being taught they're sponges in that of the reasoning why we do certain things what we value as a family we teach them all of the basics and the essentials And that sets them up for success during the coaching Coaching. years when they don't want you to be as engaged. They don't want you to tell them what to do all the time. You've, you, you had to have already taught them and then they, you're the coach. You pull them off the field if they're, you know, acting crazy. But for the most part, you're just speaking into them. You're, you're kind of guiding them and, uh, you know, helping them when they need to speaking into, you know, from, from a distance situations. And then after that, and they move out, it is, it's a lot more of the friendship years, but If you don't do one of those things,
1: you're not going to have friendship years.
0: You won't have friendship years.
1: You got to take care of the first three.
0: If you don't discipline and you, you know, you're doing that during the teaching and they will resent you for trying to teach them or discipline them during the coaching years. And that's where we see a lot of families have disunity is they're trying to discipline when they should be coaching. Yep. I can't ground you every weekend. If you don't even know the rules as far as honoring and, and listening and obeying, and you don't feel that way about it, and I'm just yeah. trying to force my agenda on you, you're you're going to rebel and hate me and never want to talk to me again, and our relationship is over. Kind
1: of well, I think those four things are great. They're great for us to look at as we bring our fatherly blessing. And to answer your question from a moment ago is I think it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult to promote through those different seasons. Why? Because we're creatures of habit. Yeah, And so you get comfortable in the season of the way yes. you're parenting, yes. and all of a sudden you wake up one day and there's no billboard No, there's no like chapter change. There's no new TV program. You're just doing life all of a sudden in one day, everything changes Mm. and you got to get out of that comfort you've been in in parenting and reassess and move into this new season. I love the teach, the discipline, the coach and the friend. And I would say with both my kids, we're in the coaching phase right now that is entering soon into that friend's friend space as well. And so I think this is all very helpful. (laughs) Um, for for this podcast. I do I do want to kind of close with this one scripture Matthew 7 9 3, 11. I, I, I think this is perfect when we're talking about fathering and giving, sowing and helping. which one of you, if his son asked for bread, would you give him a stone? or if he asked you a ask fish, would give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who's in heaven give good things? To those who ask him. Now we can see as we close this kind of heavenly relationship, this yeah. blessing, God's going to give us good things. Yeah. And then we can now take that and look below and go, we as fathers on the earthly side, we're here to give good things. Yeah. And we need to know
0: how our kids receive those good things and then have a long vision, long-term vision and plan. Not our intentions. Yep. Our intentions don't determine the outcome of our life. Our direction determines that. So, what are you doing? Not what are you thinking or wanting? Your kids and your family can't see your heart, they see your calendar. Yes, are you prioritizing them, your Ooh, family? I mean, yep. and even if your heart was to spend time with them, but I had to work all the time, they don't see your heart. You know, you have to show up, you have to be there. And how much more does our Father in heaven want to give that to us and care for us and want us to be there with him as well. It's it's good. That's a good passage to end on, man. Yeah, I love,
1: I love that. Hey, can I close in prayer? Sure, please. Hey, man, it was good podcast today. You uh, tried to open, but I cut you <laughs> off. And so I'm going to close today. So Lord, I just pray for every man that's listening to this podcast. Lord, this, this is a weighty subject, mm. the Father's blessing. And I pray that each of us that are minute freedom, we would use our words wisely, we'd use our influence wisely, that we would bless the people around us. But before we do that, Lord, may we understand the blessing that you've given us. You have called us by name. You have spoken life and purpose into us. Lord, you even said in number six that the Lord blesses us, he keeps us, mm-hmm. he puts his face upon us, he's gracious to us, his countenance on us, and he gives us peace. This is the blessing we speak every Sunday as we close Mm -hmm. services at Freedom. Lord, we know that blessing is upon us. And may we as men share this with the people around us. And may we change the future lineage of our families for standing up for what's right and being strong men of God. I thank you for every man listening. Bless their lives and give them peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.